What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 37 of God Buckets damn. of Duckets. That's right, I'm your host in Seattle, Washington, Chase Myers. Down there in Louisiana is the very funny Mr. Josh Watts. Boom! What's up, ladies and gentlemen out there in Ducketland? This is episode 37, which is 13 more than 14. 24? <laughs> when the numbers get higher, it gets tough, dude. It gets Look, tough. Look, dude, the math gets hard, and the math the math for the podcast now is almost as hard as getting to the truths that the deep, deep state is trying to hide from you, and that's what we're here to do today. That's Chase what Miles this podcast is about. Are taking this shovel of truth and digging through the, the mouths and mouths of bullshit that you've all been fed your whole lives while you've been programmed and plugged into the fucking matrix, bro. I've been off Facebook for three weeks. My eyes are fucking open, dude. I see a whole nother dimension. Y'all don't even know. I am here to awaken all of you, but not on Facebook because I can't get on anymore. So it's time to wake up. Episode 37, The Great Awakening! That's what we're here for, people. Uh, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, rate and review be. on whatever podcast streaming platform <laughs> you're on. Hey, man, we want new people. We don't gotta like let's let's be nice to new ones. Those of you that have been here, we appreciate what you do. Uh, Welcome. About fucking time. <laughs> uh, YouTube people, what's up? Uh, check out. We just get prettier and prettier every week. Go every ahead. fucking week. Hit subscribe, like, comment, all the stuff. Tell a friend. Tell a couple of them. Uh, Tell all of them. Get the truth out there. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're about. That's the mission statement of this. Josh already went into it. I don't need to go in any deeper. Uh, who's back there? Who's back there? Josh just, Josh just randomly started pointing at, at action figures. Like, Look at this motherfucker I got today. What is it? Talk through it. This is Planet Hulk, uh, Marvel Select Planet Hulk. It looks like uh, it's Hulk like a goddamn gladiator, dude. He's even got Birkenstocks on. Fucking Hulk Birkenstocks. <laughs> and when we were talking about the truth, that's what motivated you. <laughs> yeah, the truth. Yeah. Like this gladiator Hulk back here. It's exactly like that. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm sorry that you don't see the connection between Gladiator Hulk and this Mohawk meat castle being a gladiator of truth for the American people. I'm sorry that you can't connect those dots, Chase. Come on, man. Come on, Chase! Get on this oh, freedom man. train, bro! Let's fucking let's lock this down. Bro, I didn't my I've been asleep, bro. I didn't realize how asleep I was. I just wanna I just wanna thank you <laughs> for for waking me. You know what I'm saying? Just for waking Dude. me. I thought I thought that like conversations were just back and forth. I didn't realize that action figures could easily explain everything in this world. So I appreciate dude. you showing me uh, Gladiator hulks and other things uh, because, you're, dude, I'm here to grow. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm here, I'm here to be a better person. <laughs> and so I appreciate you directing me in that way. Thank you're welcome. You, you remember that time I tried to show you that Miss Elizabeth toy had an asshole and you wouldn't look? If you had looked, you know what? You would have known what was coming. Because that asshole, Miss Elizabeth's asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me hold on. <laughs> Let me get ready for whatever's coming next. What? What, what about Miss Elizabeth's asshole, Josh Watts? Miss Elizabeth's asshole is the gateway <laughs> to truth, and anybody who tries to tell you otherwise uh. is a goddamn gatekeeper and an ableist, and I won't stand for it. Miss Elizabeth's asshole should be open to everybody, and that's what we're here to do. Episode 37, Miss Elizabeth's asshole, the Great Awakening, here it is, the truth of getting to the deep state. Hey, man. So, uh, 
<laughs> I mean, I think we said it. I think we said, I think everybody understands. That's hey, every, everybody new to the show clearly knows what this show is. They can definitely yeah. tell from these first, uh, I don't know what, <laughs> four minutes. Like, oh, this is a very concise show. I can see exactly what they talk about. Uh, buddy, this you, guy uh, yelling makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, the most sense, bro. I, uh, so uh, you kind of tipped me off to some stuff that happened this week. Uh, I heard you out there. Uh, you out there rumbling. You out there rumbling again. You go. Bruh. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, somebody's grandpa almost got fucked up at Chili's last night. And look, that's the most, that's the most middle class white guy thing I could say. Hey, the Chili's on the North Shore, old man River, I'm going to break your hip next time you get mouthy with me. You understand that? Tell your grandson to fax you the the truth. (laughs) Dude, Chili's is a sacred place, bro. You don't start, you don't start shit at Chili's. All right, what did Pam say? All right, I feel God in this Chili's. All right. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> a place of worship. That is not a place I've of never, fighting. I've never, I've never in my life been in a Chili's or a Buffalo Wild Wings and not felt the presence of God. And that's how I know he's real. <laughs> Dude, last night we ordered some Chili's to go for the family because we're all uh, just trying to survive through this pandemic. And uh, I wanted some goddamn shrimp pasta. So, we order chilies and uh, it's a lot easier because chilies is like half a mile from my house, so I could do we, it's nothing. But it's so it's quicker for me to just get in the car and go get it than trying the thirty minutes it takes to get the kids out of the house and into the car and strap down on top of it to drive them somewhere. So, I don't know if you have to go through all that, but I understand. <laughs> you do. No, so I, <laughs> I don't have kids, so I I, I I yield to you on all of that. So anytime something moves and they're going to be around it, strap them to it. Okay, it's just a good thing it's just a good technique to have like garage door if you're working on it strap the kid to it that way you know they're always right there with you and not running into traffic yeah i know you gotta be able to see them i get you exactly uh so i pull up uh, we order chilies to go i run down the street to get the chilies to go i pull into the chilies to go parking spot but Mm -hmm. it's also a handicapped spot uh which we've discussed it's not a problem for you i i I think my niche market is going to be fighting people over handicap spots like those bum fight vhs's that people used to buy it's gonna be just pictures of it like video cds of me and a cds (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a dvd laser laser disc of me and the chili's parking lot fighting some old fuck (laughs) dude you're gonna make a billion dollars (laughs) (laughs) is there any way i can get in on this like is this the ground floor i would like to invest i'm just saying I just the the intro is just slow motion fist punching old senior citizens' faces. Our dentures are coming out. Oh man! Like glorious music playing in the background. <laughs> Bobby Roode's old theme music. <laughs> um, and I have my window down, and I uh, I'm just I'm just sitting waiting on my goddamn chilies. <laughs> so far, you're not the bad guy. So far, I'm I'm a hundred percent on your side. And this old guy was walking around, and I saw him look at my license plate, or what I thought he looked at my license plate. But what he he parked next to me and then circled around my car, and I'm like, oh, he's going to look at my license plate and then walk by and not, because he's going to read it. And his wife is, like, telling him and trying to, like, no, come on, come on. And he walks beside my car, but he takes, like, a like a 10-foot berth. Like, he's way away from my window, because I'd have pulled him in. He knew. He knew. 
as soon as he started talking shit, I was just grabbing, pulling him in the car. With me like, <laughs> hey, get in here, buddy. <laughs> Let me talk to you right quick. Let me talk directly into your face right quick. Could you imagine you just walk up and start talking shit on and just pull him in the window with me? Just cuddle you, just hug you, just hold you. <laughs> Why are you so full of hate, old man? Just whisper in your ear. It doesn't have to be this way, old man. It doesn't have to be this way. You could just go now get go your to chilies. Sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. This is a place of love. This is a place of love, this chilies. And he took this birth out and he looked right in my face. And I usually don't make eye contact with Pebians. Like, why would I even with look mortals. at mortals? Yeah, you're nobody. Why? I'm not gonna, you're not. If I look directly into most people's eyes, their souls would explode right out of their heart. As soon as I did, as soon as I made eye contact, all of the moisture in their body would go to their pussy and or balls, and they would just become sopping wet, and then their soul jumps right out their heart. That's why I don't make. That's why I wear sunglasses all the time. Um, don't look directly at this podcast, uh, America. Yeah, that uh, explains <laughs> a lot of emails that I've been getting about the show. Uh, I so that actually my balls up. are so wet every time I watch. <laughs> every <y'all>. time <laughs> I, I mean, five stars for sure, five stars. But like, bring an extra <laughs> pair of pants for sure if you're gonna you know, check out the wettest balls I've ever had. Like sloppy balls, honestly. Like, <laughs> <just>. <laughs> so this uh, he makes it. He's standing out and he stops, and he does like he's turns so that he's directly facing me to make sure there's no mistake of like he wanted to make sure i knew he was talking to me and he pointed at the handicap sign and he goes you need to learn to fucking read bub (laughs) and first off being called bub angrily is hilarious i don't know it's never happened to me before goddamn hilarious bub Uh, Threw me right off. Didn't know Listen what to up, do with partner. that. <laughs> Why'd you listen up here, chief? Huh? How about that, champ? <laughs> Dude, you call me champ, we're fighting. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No man has survived call me champ to my face. That's for sure. All right. I know what that means. It means my shirt's coming off. I'm dead sprinting right at you. That's what that means. Dead right in. I'm going to run straight through you. <laughs> You're going to get hit with a train, just a Mohawk meat castle train riding right through you. I'm going to show you a good champion. You're going to see a good champion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he says, you need to learn to fucking, you need to learn to read, bub. And his wife is like pulling his arm to get him away from me. And the fact that he walked behind my car and didn't look at my license plate that says, like, yo, this dude is for real handicapped. That's my license plate says it. Yo, yeah, hey, for real, up, like, hey, chill out, handicapped. straight, dude, <laughs> totally handicapped, like, <laughs> it's legit handicapped, leave him alone, leave the man alone, <laughs> 100% legit, like, certified, <laughs> but, uh, instead of being, an, instead of being a rational human and just saying, oh, no, I am, I said, why, <laughs> why, what is, I just said, why, what, why? And he I've said, made it this far. Goddamn handicap spot. <laughs> made it this far without learning to read. Why well, like, I got to learn to read now? <laughs> What's important about that sign, and, sir? And look, <laughs> that. Oh, what does that say? That says Chili's, right? <laughs> his his wife was pulling him, like trying to pull his arm to get him away. And he had an LSU, like one of those uh, moisture wicking LSU polo shirts oh, I'm that familiar. everybody, when they drink in Louisiana, wears. Like, 
All your uncles 99 have percent them. of fight. Yep, 99 Every one percent of, your of fights in Louisiana. In Louisiana, yeah. somebody's wearing one of those shirts. This old man untucked it. <laughs> oh shit! I said, "Why?" And he goes, "Oh, oh, oh!" And he started untucking his shirt. And like, I'm not gonna suck your dick, and I don't know. I'll move. I'm not gonna suck your dick, though. <laughs> See, that's the uh, that's the evolution of fighting in parking lots. Is like uh, nowadays, it's you take the shirt all the way off, take off, <laughs> run it at him. Back in yeah. his day, it's just a simple untuck. All right, that's just the difference he's in fighting. Oh, <laughs> years, yeah, he's running like that man in Happy Gilmore with the nail in his <laughs> head. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like the bushwhackers. The bushwhackers busting there. <laughs> and like when he untucked his shirt. Um, good on you, dude. Was easily seventy. Good on you. Um, I don't want to fight. I didn't want to fight. <laughs> I didn't. And when he took this shirt, I was like, "Well, I mean, this dude, like, he seems like he's serious about it." And then my food came at the same time, and I was like, "Well, I don't know, man. Just be angry, I guess." I'm. I'm uh, Just sit there and simmer like, hey, it. Hey, hey, hey. I, I don't want no trouble. I don't want no trouble. I, I, no I just want to be handicapped. I just want to be handicapped and park in this spot and get my chilies. All right, it's all I want to do. I don't want no, no problem with the people. I started to back out of the space. And I don't know. He had to see my food come, but he took the aura of someone who had just won. And he was really mad. And <laughs> as I backed up, he just stared me down, like trying to, to stare through my soul to let me know that he was the alpha. And as I like backed out, he was standing right there and I scooted up and I rolled my pasture window down and I, I said, go with Christ. And I did like this. <laughs> Peace be with you. I've never seen nothing I have said has ever made anybody more angry, I think, than, than telling him that. He lost his, no, no, Helen, no, fuck him, no. And he's like pulling his arm away from her. I'm sure he had already started drinking at like walk-ons and then headed to Chili's, but man. Oh, you don't put that shirt on without day drinking. That is a day drinking exactly. shirt for sure. No, that is exactly. That, what, what, let's go Magellan or something. Those Magellan LSU Tiger shirts are associated with day drinking for sure. They're sold with the tailgate Good. package. You get that, a Yeti cooler. You get the like little chair that you get to break down and bring to softball games and stuff like that's like that's what comes in that package it's a good bundle it's a good bundle that, they sell it at academy go check it out saying go with christ made him so angry though i want to start doing that dude i want to start it was more satisfying it was more satisfying than any kind of other than just beating like doming him with the box of french fries from chili's this was the best thing that could have happened. Next time I get into it with somebody, I'm just going to be like, I pray for you every day. And then I'm going to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> People get way angrier at that. I, they do. Uh, when I was in, uh, whenever I was in junior high, I was like, uh, I, I was forced to go to church camps and stuff. Uh, my parents would just send me out in the middle of the woods uh, to learn about Jesus. They would just send me just no distraction. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's a southern thing too just be in a cabin out in the middle of alexandria louisiana uh just stranded basically and uh no cell phone <laughs> like service nothing you're just out there and no uh, game boy no nothing nothing and uh they make you wake up at six in the morning and they just have your whole it's just a whole jesus day they just have the whole day planned out and so uh camp camp fuego that was the name of it 
Camp Fire, Camp Fuego. That means fire in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, one day, the, uh, the you know, they would separate, like, girls from boys or whatever in the cabin. And one day, the other girls that are, like, uh, at my church came in, and they kind of, like, uh, like kind of decorated the room. They put streamers everywhere, kind of, like, messed up the room. Ha, 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 wacky joke and whatever like that. And so... Uh, well, funny! <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, we're all upset and mad. Look at all this! We gotta get them back! And, you know, just 12-year-olds and, you know, just that type of <laughs> you energy. You dumb bitches! <laughs> you stupid bitches! And so, uh, of course, we take it just, like, way overboard, and we just, like, fucking kick in their goddamn cabin door. And Burn just, down their cabin. Yeah, yeah we burned the shit out of them. <laughs> we just burn it down. We started, like, had shaving cream everywhere, like, shaving cream, like, all over their clothes and shit, just ruined, just tearing their pillows with knives and fucking busting, like, just completely just went way overboard compared to what they did to us. <laughs> you put shaving cream on their face and then just punch them in the face. <laughs> It was too much. It was way too much for what they did to it us. It always is. And uh and so we got in trouble. We had to go like clean the place and then they made us uh they made us like apologize and so we all had nah. to like one by one walk home going, I'm so sorry for putting shaving cream in your bag. I, I never do it again. And I remember I remember telling this girl <laughs> Stephanie how sorry I was. I wasn't sorry, by the way. Yeah. I wasn't sorry at like, all. Yes. I'd do it again. I thirty one year old Chase right now would do it again. I'd go back. <laughs> <laughs> I just pick a random group of teenage girls, just destroy their clothes. I would do that, uh, and so uh, I do my apology. Oh shit! And everybody's gym bag that listens to this. <laughs> Look, that's just what happens. All right, you a fan of buckets and duckets? So We're not easy to love. We're not <laughs> easy to love. And so i i apologized to her and she did she did exactly what we were talking about she goes we've been praying for you and it made me madder than i've ever been oh my God. in my whole life I, uh. praying for me motherfucking praying for me i don't need prayers praying for me you better pray for you, you better pray you get some money fix all these goddamn clothes before i destroy them again like i was so <laughs> upset <laughs> and also terrified because they convinced me i was going to hell now and uh because that's part of it you know uh so in sixth grade, a girl told me that uh, she feels sorry for me. That's what it was. Ooh. I asked her to go to one of the school dances with me, like whatever it was. And she told me, no, but it's not because something. It's because I feel sorry for you. That's and what like, I say, no? <laughs> yeah. And it was just, and I, my response was, I don't care. You live in a trailer. And I, <laughs> I thought. And I like looked around and thought everybody was gonna be on my side. And even in, in like sixth grade or seventh grade, it was everybody's like, mm, "Too much." Nah, dude, that was way too far. <laughs> I remember, um, God damn, my uh, my grandfather, uh, my stepdad's dad. He was uh, like uh, he was in the Korean War. I think he was in World War Two. Like, uh, and uh, he's just a badass old man. And uh, whenever he was like eighty or something like that, and I was. Uh, uh, I guess probably around that same age. I was probably in junior high or something. Uh, one of our neighbors, you know, I live out in the woods. One of our neighbors uh, was just shooting things, just shooting guns. And uh, I guess a bullet came close enough to my grandfather's house. 
And uh, this 80 year old man just went over there and tried to gouge this man's eye out. Like he, he drove up like, oh, by the way, like the dad of a friend of mine that we like rode the bus together every day that I like grew up with. <laughs> My grandfather went over there, like knocked on his door. And apparently, I mean, I didn't see it. I'm listening to my buddy Jake. He's explaining how crazy my grandfather was. And they, uh, like, open the door and, like, slow man, like, old man, like, slow motion punched. Like, was putting combinations together. Like, trying to, like, take him out. Like, reach to, like, gouge his eye and shit like that. Like, dude, my grandfather... My grandfather would have fought you in that Chili's, okay? Like, I yeah, love it, dude. Good. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, That's dude. the generation I respect. Yeah. His shirt was already untucked, dude. He just walked around ready to go. <laughs> There's no getting ready, all right? That dude, He's ready. Like, visibly making a big deal about untucking his shirt made me laugh because I know you said it jokingly, but like, oh, that's the generational difference because I would have ripped mine off and thrown it on the ground or thrown it in their face or something. This dude, this man is just like, I'll take my belt off too, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. When the belt comes off, you better not still be around here. <laughs> These are my fancy Wranglers too, you fuck. <laughs> He's oh, my Brett Favre Wranglers. I'll kick the shit out of you. These. <laughs> <All right. laughs> these ain't that new school Drew Brees shit. These are them Brett Favre Wranglers, all right? <laughs> Bruh, every week when we start to record this show, somebody tries to fuck us, right? Every week. Constantly. Every week. Google, Apple, my microphone, my headphone, our internet connection, some of y'all. Uh, this chair tried to fuck me once. It fell over while I was trying to... It just... Everybody tries to stop us. They try to silence and censor our voice. And so far, it hasn't worked because we're still here bringing you the truth. Resilient. You got to bring more than that, that, Steve Jobs. (laughs) But the, the, the... the potential fucking of my asshole went up to a whole new level this week. Oh, shit. Bruh. All right. My wife, uh, we'll call her Michelle for this episode. Okay. Has, uh, <laughs> she Protect has her uh, identity. Uh, Good job. Yeah. I don't want, don't need people knowing her. Uh, she had her car uh, that she drives to and from Baton Rouge um, is a Honda. And it needed, oh, the engine light came on. I had to take it to the dealership. And I take it to the Honda dealership, and the light came on because the gas cap wasn't getting a seal anymore, and it popped out a valve in the bottom, and that cost me four hundred dollars to get a new gas cap. Just the cap, you just like literally, just, you just replace the cap. That's yeah. four hundred dollars. Okay, yeah, the, the how's labor that labor and parts? How is the labor not just like pulling it off of the shelf? <laughs> opening the box, screwing it on. Like how that is just, the labor. Yeah. How is that $300? <laughs> but then yeah. how's your asshole feeling? That motherfuckers walked out here and told me, uh, your brakes are really bad. They're almost metal on metal. And we recommend that you change them today while you're here. It's only $975. <laughs> and we'll do it. We'll do it right now while you're back there. We'll take $1,000 from you right now. We don't mind. One easy payment of $1,000, and it's all over with. No fuss, no trouble. Just (laughs) just go ahead and make a $1,000 decision within these 30 seconds, and we'll go ahead and knock it out, no problem. He told me 
metal on metal. Now, look, I'm not a car guy. I'm not great with cars. I was a uh, I was a transportation unit manager for the federal government when I worked for Homeland Security for five years. So I know a little bit about cars. I also understand that brakes, if they are metal on metal, they make noise and don't stop your car. This our car will stop it fine. Like there was no no noticeable issue. But Michelle drives an hour to and from work, so I was a little worried, but. I'm not going to pay you $1,000. So let me get a second opinion. Let me find somebody to get a second opinion before I pay you fucks. And dude, on my way out, they pull my car around. He really tries some of the brakes. They pull my car around and the guy, dude, I'm not, hey, he goes, look, I understand you don't want to get the brakes today, but I just need to voice to you that we are not happy and we don't feel comfortable with you driving away with your car's brakes in this condition. And I was like, you don't feel comfortable not taking a thousand dollars from me is what you're <laughs> that's what you mean? Yeah. Like I just <laughs> won't be able to sleep tonight if I'm not a thousand dollars richer, to be honest with you. If you, you just... leave here with enough money to take care of your family, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sick to my stomach. They're disgusting. And and I was like, I, I think it'll probably be okay. It'll probably be fine. You know, just it stopped on the way here. I imagine it'll stop. The car will probably stop. So I leave, we make an appointment with this place. Is a uh, hold on, what's uh, it's one of those little uh uh oh shit. Hold on, hold on, Zoe's right here. Hold on. <laughs> Josh's daughter just walked in. I'm sorry about that, man. Unacceptable. How dare you have a family <laughs> and a loving child? <laughs> um All right, you so you that, had to go Okay. Honda. Go to get. We're going to get the second opinion on the deal on the brake job because I think they're trying to fuck me in my asshole hard. They're gonna fuck my at my checkbook through my asshole. And look, I look, I tell you what, nah, nah. You gotta stop keeping your checkbook in your asshole, man. <laughs> like that's just. <laughs> it's convenient. It's convenient. I, I get it. It's I just get a it. little pouch. I understand. Just stick it up there. Like, man, I got all um, kind of treats and chapstick and stuff in mine. I get it. I... <laughs> a little couple almonds. Yeah, man. Just trail mix and stuff in case I'm ever just <laughs> abandoned or lost. My brakes don't work. You know, I get it. <laughs> so we go to this place. This little like a uh, like a uh, little. Like one of those mechanics, it's been open for like 60 years or something. And the same guy is still running it and they don't give a fuck how you feel about anything. Like, yeah, wasn't a mask in the place. They're all smoking. You want your car fixed? Shut up. We'll fix it. But don't, you know, like just, you know, small town, Louisiana mechanic. And we take it. I take it in there and I wait outside because I'm, I'm so fucking paranoid about nobody having a mask on. Right. I brought, I brought Lysol. Because I knew that they were going to be in and out of my car, and I just assumed they weren't going to wear a mask. Yeah, it's a pretty good and assumption. They had they. It's such a. It's like such a garage that there isn't a waiting spot. When they were like, "Oh, you're going to wait," uh, you can sit on one of the parking blocks, like the little block. Nobody waits. Um, and they took my car. Like I don't know, four or five hours I was waiting, and then they finally got my car in. 30 seconds after they pulled it in, the guy called me in there and he's like, hey, you want to come look at this? Brakes perfectly fine. He was like, uh, if you came to me to order and ask to do a brake job, I would tell you no because your brakes are, they're fine. There's nothing wrong with them at all. And I was like, he told me they were metal on metal. And he's like, no, 
and he showed me how good they were. He's like, these have their, you know, I don't know the. These are the greatest breaks I've ever seen. These. I would let these. I would take these breaks home right now. Give them a steak dinner and let them fuck my wife. All right, that's how good these breaks are. <laughs> I'll cook them a ribeye and let them go to town on Mrs. Mechanic. But you know what? We don't have to do that. You could just put your tire back on your car and go home and save a thousand dollars. And I, I was like, well, they told me, I told them I just wanted a second opinion when I got there. And I was like, and if I do need breaks, I'd rather get it done here than at a dealership. And that guy, that guy, he was like, no, nah, your brakes are fine. Uh, I just think they were trying to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Calls it like he sees it. He just, them dealerships, they like to fuck you. Yeah, it sounds like a good fucking was about to happen. I think that's what that was. I think uh, if you look right here, like this a is classic where case <laughs> of dick to butt. I think that's what was going on. I'm pretty sure. Oh, dude, it was my car was gonna smell like asses and elbows and a thousand less dollars. But he he was like, yeah, I'll just put your uh, I'll put your uh, tire back on. You can go. And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna. You know, is there a charge? He's like, no, what am I charging for taking your fucking tire off? And I was like, <laughs> I, get, I paid $400 for a goddamn gas cap. I don't know. <laughs> I, dude, I, what are what are things anymore? I have no trust. I don't know. How much do things cost? <laughs> and I know when I got in the car, I texted Michelle, uh, my wife, for this story. And I, I was like, oh, we don't need new brakes. We're $1,000 safer. And I was like, that's weird, though, because that guy told me right to my face. Yeah, he cried. And then as soon as I as soon as I put it like that, then I get like I do this all the time to make myself angry about stuff. I'm like, you said to my fucking face. (laughs) Here's a side note example. My dentist, I bug the shit out of my kid's dentist to switch the emails from Michelle's to mine because I'm the one that usually takes them. I'm the one that's home with them. So I I need to know. And. The girl at the counter, I was like, so there's no spam, no random junk email. You don't sell my address. And she's like, no, no, we won't do that. I got like three emails that my dentist was up for man of the year for St. Tammany or whatever, something. And I lost my goddamn mind because I was like, why am I getting these junk emails? And I was like, she told me that I wasn't going to get those. She told me right to my fucking face that I wasn't good and then I just start like then I'm instantly like 10 degrees hotter (laughs) I guess the truth just doesn't matter to people I guess people just go around making promises willy-nilly like my goddamn three emails now who's gonna delete these emails huh who's gonna know when you're you know when you're mad and you think you can't think right because you're so angry dude yeah maybe not you all right so I I got mad I called and I was like, I don't give a shit if he's running for woman of the year or whatever. I won't, won't spam emails. Take me off of this list. And then she was like, okay. <laughs> and then I hung the phone up. I was Fine. like, you dumbass. And then I was like, fuck, I have to take both of my kids there to have their teeth cleaned forever now. <laughs> well, time to find a new dentist. Whoops. Who's the but, second so, best man of the year? I'll read to him. <laughs> Give him a so I, I like oh, the yeah, underdog, so, you know? <laughs> I was so mad that I thought saying he was running for woman of the year was like a sick burn. I thought I fucking had him. Because it's put on by the something women's gala. And I was trying to, I don't know. And I was so mad that I was like, oh, fucking, yeah, I'll say he's a woman. Because there's nothing worse than being a woman. <laughs> I can't think of a possible thing. I'll drag this it's rich dentist down a couple of pegs by yelling at this poor girl that he hired to work this, the phones of his office. <laughs> but anyway, so I get in the car. Fuck her. So I get in the car. And uh, I'm like, 
That's so weird that he told me right to my face that I needed, it was metal to metal. He fucking told me right to my goddamn face. And I'm driving between this dealership, between this mechanic and home is the dealership. Yeah. And it took everything in me to not turn into the dealership and go, Hey, you fucking said. <laughs> you said you, you cared said. about my family. You said you were worried about the protection of my family. To my All face. you cared about was your bank account. You make me sick. <laughs> I was so mad. I, I was thinking of what I was going to tell him. And like yeah. tell everybody, I was gonna make a big scene. And tell everybody, don't go. He's gonna fuck you. And like <laughs> this guy, you, you're gonna get fucked for sure. I can oh, tell for your sure. Dumb face. For your sure. dumb he's, face is gonna fall for it. He's gunning for you immediately. I smell the weakness on you. you. <laughs> oh, your sweet little asshole's about to get ripped wide open. You don't even oh, realize. Look at you. Look at honey, your dumb face. You are not prepared for a dealership. Let me tell you that. You. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, like I was to the point of almost pulling in and luckily I started thinking about, well, this would be a good story for the podcast. And then I thought about you and how many times you've pulled me back from this very ledge. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, you're, you're my conscious. I just heard you good. in my head. Like, no. Nobody's going to care. <laughs> You're just going to be a crazy dude that runs up and of course he lied to you. He's a fucking car dealer. Of course right. you got lied. Of course you got lied. You can't grab a snake and not and get bit and get mad at it because it bit you. It's a snake. That's what they do. Uh, that tiger well, went tiger. It's a Chris Rock joke. I'm going to tell you right now. If I ever see that motherfucker, I remember his face. Perfect crystal clear locked into my brain into the nemesis section of my brain and if i see that motherfucker i don't care if it's at the chilies I, I don't care if it's at the olive garden i hope it's at the walk-ons you better pray it's not at the buffalo wild wings and if it's at the chimes taco beer truck you're getting butt fucked in front of everybody you've ever cared about i swear to god i'm gonna rip my shirt off and just charge him and he's gonna have no idea why he's getting mauled and i'm just as i'm doing nine hundred dollars for breaks I didn't even need breaks. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I was so, and I was like, "This is righteous anger." I'm gonna yell at this dealership. I was gonna applaud and then take their cars and get out of there. And then Honda's gonna buckle as a company. <laughs> hey, you know what? This guy makes a great point. Hey, y'all, let's get our cars and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but I just drove by instead and went, yeah, "You motherfuckers." <laughs> nah. It probably felt better, honestly. It probably, it's probably it probably did because uh, I, the people probably wouldn't have rallied around me, helped me burn down the Honda like I wanted, and anything less than burning down the Honda and heads on a pike would have been a disappointment. Why even bother? Yeah. See, if I still lived in Louisiana, we could have planned this out. I would have been like, uh, I would have been like a mole. I'd have been like just <laughs> like I'd have gone in twenty minutes earlier, just been sitting in the waiting room <laughs> waiting on you to come through. <laughs> when you come through, I'd have stood up and just applause. Just hey, y'all! This guy makes a great point. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you for standing up for the little guy. <laughs> You must be a true patriot and a, probably a veteran. <laughs> You're probably a great family man who takes care of both of their kids all day. That's probably you. I bet you have an amazing podcast too, don't you? <laughs> Which is even worse that they're trying to fuck you up. You're someone's father. 
someone's father. That's right, everybody. Honda doesn't care about the family. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Come on, y'all. Let's take our car somewhere they give a shit about family values. <laughs> I'm still mad. Like, I'm joking about it. We're laughing right now, but I am still fucking furious. That dude would have just taken $1,000 and done nothing. Yeah. Um, all right. So you I need mentioned- a job where I'm in a position to hurt people. I need a job where I'm in a position to fuck somebody over. I can I get like can I be a judge? Or like uh bailiffs could probably fuck somebody over. I could be a prison guard that slips somebody a knife. Uh dude, I'll be corrupt. I don't care. If I if I believe in the cause, I'll be corrupt. By any means necessary. <laughs> yeah. Hey, cool man. <laughs> Josh just gave the fucking cowabunga sign. <laughs> Rip him up, bro. Just showing how cool I am. All right, so you are three weeks. I think you might even be a little longer, dude. I think it's closer to a month of no social media. So I would like to update you on what's uh, taking over <laughs> the internet this week for another week. Uh, Bernie memes are still going hot. They've been nonstop. Uh, it's wait. funny that you're doing this. Michelle asked me, like... She asked me the other day, hey, I almost want you to get back on social media so that you can tell me what this Jason Collier thing is. And yeah. then she was like, you know what? Why don't you text Chase and ask him? And we <laughs> went through this whole thing instead of like, you could just Google it. Like, you could just type it in Google. Nah, but you got to be on social media. I have no idea what it was. I still no, don't know. You got to have a college about. email to do it. So that dude's story, I, that one has, that one's kind of been uh, the, like, the B plot of this week. That one's. I don't really even know who he is, but apparently he just like had like three wives and a bunch of girlfriends and nobody knew anything about oh. each other and it all blew up in his face. Uh, and so, but I don't, I know that, I know that just from headlines and seeing tweet, but it's, it's honestly been kind of secondary to me. The Ooh. thing that did happen this week that has everybody going crazy is GameStop, bro. The uh, fucking GameStop stock. Are you? Does this register at all to you? Is this entered into your world at all, bro? Okay. Uh, in our in our group message, dude, I I deleted all the news apps off my phone too because they all like every news app now shows you somebody's tweets, and yeah. if I'm gonna read shitty tweets about a news article, I might as well be on Twitter. So I have I have nothing other than our group message with uh Mike and Travis and like other comic friends. Travis said something. Morgan, our friend Morgan, big baby Morgan Wright, uh, is uh, a hedge fund manager at GameStop. Is that, is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a tough week for him. Uh, okay, so it, it was one of those things where, all right, so GameStop's stock went up like cr- like 300% or something this week, right? Uh, it's been gradually going up over the last couple months. Didn't they um, just close like a h- hundreds of stores, though? So yeah, so here's I, I'm I'm gonna give you all the all the details, right? Uh, so it was one of those things where you know how like people don't know shit, you know how nobody knows a goddamn thing, and then I've a, heard of such things, yeah. And then a story like this breaks, and now everybody is experts on the stock market. <laughs> That's what's been happening this week. I have learned more about the <laughs> stock market from more dummies than I've ever experienced in my life. Every unemployed friend of mine. <laughs> made made a billion dollars this week uh so basically uh by the way so you know the movie the big short with uh steve carell right i love that movie i fucking love that movie this kind of is a it it has something to do with people shorting stocks 
which is funny because I watched that movie and I would tell you, man, that's probably one of my favorite movies. Like if I started listing movies and uh, they were like, yeah, this is just kind of like what happened there. And I have no idea what that means. I have no that idea. Movie, <laughs> that movie's in my list of movies to watch. I haven't gotten around to it, but now that you said that, I will go watch it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Quick. So um, basically what uh, this is, this is how I've been able to understand it in my brain. It's uh, people will borrow stock from GameStop, right? You can apparently that's a thing. You can borrow. I don't know shit about money. I've never, <laughs> I've never made money my whole life. Money is all the money I've that's ever my made. Stock. <laughs> yeah, all the money I've ever made has been accidental. I've just been acting goofy and telling stories for ten years, and somehow I've been able to pay my bills through that. But there's no plan. I don't know how it happened. But every day I look at my bank account and it's doing all right. Uh, money there. Buckets of motherfucking ducats, people. And so, uh, so this is what it is. Basically, you can borrow stock, pay like a percentage. So say, uh, say the stock is like ten dollars. You pay like a dollar fee to borrow the borrow the stock. Uh, you sell it to somebody else. They buy it at that ten dollars, and then you sell it with the intention of this stock is definitely going to drop. And whenever it drops to say I don't know six dollars. Now you buy it back, but you get to keep the $3 difference of that $6 and the fi- and so that's what people are doing. So what they do is they start to look at these companies like like GameStop where they're closing all these stores and they're going this company's going down soon. So they'll start borrowing all this stock and selling it out. Well, a group of people on Reddit band together and started to notice these things because we've had nine months of a pandemic and people got and to learn else. some people got to learn some new hobbies and there's all you know <laughs> the Robin Hood app is the one that's kind of like squarely catching the shit for this because they're like the one that's like, hey, the small man should be able to invest too. You know what I'm saying? And so I've seen happened- Robin Hood commercials on TV. I've seen the right. commercials on TV. This is why I'll never be rich because this is let money at a level I've never thought of buying stocks and selling them back to trade. Like if I want to be rich, I'm like, oh, I won't go out to eat this for a week. <laughs> I, <laughs> guess, I guess no food this week. That'll be an extra like hundred bucks. That'll be nice. There you go. Hey. Not to mention that all the action figures behind me. I, That's uh, no. I'll cancel all my TV subscriptions. That's what I'll do. And then I'll stop I'll cancel buying- Netflix and re-sign up with another address to get three months free. There you go. No more Starbucks bucks. in the morning. That's at least a million dollars. That's at least a million dollars a month. Uh, yeah. And so- what the Reddit people started doing was they just started buying up GameStop stock like crazy. So all these, so now all the stock is jumping up higher than it's ever been. So all these people that oh. sold it at what you know, I'm, I'm using ten dollars. Just so all the people that sold it at ten dollars, thinking that they're going to make their money back, all these fucking hedge fund billionaires who are betting on the company going down, uh, we're now fucked because suddenly <laughs> the stock they sold for $10 expecting to get back is hundreds of dollars. And so it like put these big companies out of business, like these big head fund, other head funds had to just completely give up. It got so bad that Robinhood literally stopped, buy, like that you could not buy GameStop stock which now everybody is fucking furious at them because they're like, your whole fucking thing has been the little guy should be able to invest. You're stealing from the rich and giving to the fucking poor Robin Hood. Uh, And so that's what was going on. So now everybody's just, it's class warfare going on out here, bro. Uh, 
Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking game time. And so it's just been nonstop all week about, oh, these poor billionaires are going to have to sell their other yacht. What are you going to do with just one yacht? Why are we You're not going to asshole with one yacht. Uh, what are we thinking about that? They have lives and houses and mistresses. What are you doing to these poor people? Oh, the t- the and just and just these pundits are getting up on the news and it's like this is just like insider trade. It's just like what we do, except for they did it now and it's not fair. And I don't it's like not fair. it. And and they're supposed to stay poor. They should be poor. They're not supposed to be rich. This is dumb and it's mean. It's not right. It's not right. <laughs> why? And why do you want money too? You know? No, no I was. You, I was. No. You, I was just trying to bet on a company going bankrupt and be Weasley about it, and these people over here ruining my plan. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for these damn Reddit kids. And so now everybody, everybody's mad. Everybody's mad. People, uh, uh, the other company, they didn't get as big a bump, but AMC also uh, basically, all oh, the good. yeah, all the companies that uh, millennials loved as children and stuff—that's the ones that they all targeted. Uh, we're gonna save AMC. We're gonna save GameStop, and it fucked over all these hedge fund people. And it's good. oh, oh, it's just—it's been good. I hope the movies. I hope the movie theaters get yeah. saved. Yeah, that's one of my. I fucking love going on sitting in a movie, real high and just passing out and throwing up on people. <laughs> Remember when we went to go see Transformers 4 and we got off, we had to sit like the immediate, like it was packed. We had to sit in the fucking front row, like the very front row, just straight, just neck straight back, neck straight back. We were in there for three minutes and went, fuck this and walked out. (laughs) We stormed out of that movie. We were so angry. We were like, he just came to fucking watch some robots fight. I got to goddamn go to a physical therapist now because I strained my neck. This is fucking bullshit. What are all these other assholes doing here over the night of this blockbuster movie? Huh. I just wanted a nice night out with my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys all ruined my night. It ended up being the best thing we ever did, though, because that movie was fucking yeah. garbage. I'd have been fucking yeah, furious <laughs> if I had sat through that and watched Mark Wahlberg try to act. I don't get it. Sometimes he's a great actor, and sometimes it's like he's never read <laughs> like Look, anything. I, I, I fucking love Mark Wahlberg. I'll watch every movie he's ever in unless it's a Transformers movie. Mark Wahlberg is like, The Rock understands that he is The Rock, and he does rock movies. He gets it. Mark, dude, Michelle gets so mad at me because every time this comes on or we see it on the TV or it comes up, I start ranting about Transformers. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is hired as an inventor, an American inventor deep in Southern Texas named Cade Yeager. Get the fuck out of here. The dude barely looks like he understands how he's breathing and moving at the same time. And, oh, I think I found a fucking Transformer. Hey, guys, this oh, is a fucking Transformer. This is a Transformer. What? God damn! <laughs> think, and then there's there's even screens like uh there's parts of the movie the green screen's not finished. The people hunting them <laughs> down are looking at a, a wall of computer screens. And if you watch even on the DVD like streaming right now version, there's still some of the screens are just blank green screen. Dude, hilarious! Because fuck that. you. The it's thing just that like always... those South Park commercials 
Come see giant robots, because, I don't know, fuck you. <laughs> and that's what I want. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see giant robots fight, but they somehow made me not like it. I The part that always drove me crazy uh, was that whole unnecessary... Uh, the older son or the you know the boyfriend is trying to date Mark Wahlberg's underage daughter. And he daughter. had the card in his wallet? That was so und- so it's like a 19-year-old trying to date a 17-year-old and so they're having this whole beef the whole time with Mark Wahlberg's like you're a grown ass 19-year-old man. What are you doing with my 17-year-old child? And then the 19-year-old grown man's like, "Well, because of this article in the law, I could totally fuck your daughter." And then he pulls out from his wallet, a laminated copy of the, this says it's okay for me to fuck <laughs> underage girls. This is, see? Stupid dad. Stupid he don't pass, you father. dumb fuck. <laughs> he don't <laughs> pass, Cade Yeager. Huh? Maybe read the law every now and then while you're inventing right shit there. over there. Signed by Joseph R. Biden. <laughs> I can smell all the child hair I want. It's right there. They called Michael Bay was so uncreative in that and so checked out by that that they called that the Romeo and Juliet law. And that kid just carried it around in his wallet. Laminate. If I have a daughter and if someone later on is older and dating her and they have a card in their wallet that tells me the laws that legally allow them to have sex with my daughter, uh, they're not going to I'm going to murder them. They'll be dead at yeah. that. What? Yeah. Even if the relationship works out forever now, let's say they get married and have forever now, your father-in-law's first interaction with you was you showing him a laminated card of the law that says you can fuck underage girls. And then who knows? You can be the 46th president of the United States. Huh? Huh? (laughs) Hey! We're equal opportunity over here, people. We give Biden shit, too. All right? Look, I know you had a year of us bitching about Trump. We're coming for Biden's ass, too. Yeah, Everybody going to be real confused. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so no one knows what we believe. So uh, <laughs> I, uh, I did. Uh, so Thursday, uh, Tacoma Comedy Club, uh, comedy club out here near Seattle, uh, reached out to me and... Uh, I thought that was the one that ended up being the burger place. Yes. It's still a... Oh, but well, I mean, it was always a comedy club. They only became a burger place because they couldn't... Comedy's illegal here. We haven't been able to perform in any capacity in Washington. But it's still a comedy club. They're just doing burgers until it's... Yeah, they just... Again. Oh, yeah. all right. Okay. Yeah, I misunderstood. Just, I thought they, like, gutted and now they're a restaurant. No. Like the club... Okay. No, they you. just started selling more burgers. They just gotcha. added to the burger. And so... Uh, what happened was um, around Thanksgiving, they they cut back some more restrictions and uh, they were like, you can no longer dine in and restaurants. So it was all takeout. So they were losing some more money trying to. Uh, and so what they decided to do was they were like, well, uh, we can do uh, private shows. And if people that all live in the same household want to spend crazy amounts of money on a ticket, uh, we can do shows for them. And so, and that was like, okay. So on Thursday, uh, the club reached out to me, asked me if I wanted to perform. They're like, uh, you know, they explained to me a thing. I was like, yeah, absolutely, man. I, yeah, I would love to fucking do it. And, uh, so that happened last night. We're recording this on Saturday. Uh, the show was Friday and, uh, bro. But but, let me just, I gotta know the tickets they have for like four or five people, hundred bucks, like a hundred bucks a piece. Right. It has to be enough money to open to justify opening the club up and yeah. paying right yeah so the burger place is still Holy taking in, is still taking to go orders so people are coming in and leaving with food but they can't stay and sit and eat anymore so 
they are still making some burger money. Uh, and so this was their other way of having income. So, uh, yeah. dude, so I performed for eight people last night. Uh, Fuck yeah. And, bro, it felt so fucking good. Like, I... So what, the other places I performed live since the pandemic have been Coos Bay, Oregon. And if you're if you've listened to this for even a half a second, you know how <laughs> I feel about that place and that casino. And so performing there was not truly feel I was babysitting when I went up there because I'm just dealing with people who don't they're older. They don't really understand me. Uh, they're kind of just they don't seem to like comedy ever at that fucking venue. Like I don't get it. And the, the stuff they do like is comedy that I don't respect. And so I, I just, I've just never had a good time there. And so whenever I've, I've done eight shows there, so, you know, over the last like six months or something. And I, it never felt like comedy, but last night, like felt like comedy. Like it, it was like, it, it was just so good, dude. I, I got to do 30 minutes. Travis was on the show with me, my roommate. Yeah. Uh, hey. So that was, his hair looks fucking dope. He's yeah, he's doing the long hair he's thing. Been, uh, you know, whatever, but his hair looks great. Yeah, he's doing the long hair thing. He's he's, uh, he's pulling it off. We traded hair. Somebody made that joke last night was that uh, me and him traded hairstyles. And uh, yeah, so he, it's me and him on the show, and we're both doing 30 minutes, and we didn't know who the other person was on the show. And uh, it's about 10 minutes before showtime, and he's still not there. And then they come tell us, they're like, hey, it's uh it's uh Andrew Rivers. He's he's gonna come late. And uh Andrew is a buddy of mine. Me and him actually toured last year together. Uh, I recognize his name, yeah. Yeah, me and him toured last year together. He was going to he's a Seattle comic. He grown like born and raised out here in the Pacific Northwest. His father was like on he was like a radio DJ out here for years and oh, years. Shit. And so uh he um he wanted to go do some shows in the South because he had just never been in the south so he booked like a show in uh biloxi mississippi pensacola florida and mobile alabama and he was like who can i bring to protect me in these places <laughs> and i was like buddy i grew i was born in the darkness I dude <laughs> i was like I, I know i know all about those places man i look i i am right at home i told him too i was like i was like are you sure you want to bring me because it's it might not be fair. That might not be a fair thing to do to bring me because I fucking destroyed those shows. We 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 fucking did yeah, those shows are killer. And so I have I have like a little soft spot for Andrew. Uh, Travis, he he kind of bothers Andrew. Like he Andrew bothers Travis. Travis, <laughs> he's just they've been in the scene together for over a decade. You know he Travis just has some issues with him. And so there's another comic that you're talking about that Travis just won't even acknowledge, right? That doesn't yeah, try you and Travis have a lot of similarities. I, I have love it. My, my two my two best friends are ready to fight at any moment. Like they're fucking ready to go. They're about their shits. And I'm like I'm always there with you, but I'm just the softer like mediator. For both of you, honestly, for both you of you. Type. You got a type. You got a type. So so me and me and Travis immediately start going like, oh, what a fucking move. Because it's three. We're three headliners. And so it's like, what a fucking move. So he's going to show up late so that that way he closes the show. Oh, OK. We see your fucking move, Andrew. Blah, blah, blah. So we're all doing that. And then me and Travis are trying to figure out who's going to go up first between the Because there's no host. It's just 30 minutes, 30 right. minutes, 30 minutes. And uh, and we all have egos. You know, we all want to close the show. And uh, and so. Me and Travis kind of have the conversation. Travis is a better, like, this sounds shit. Like, <laughs> you're a better host than me, so you should host. Like, that's uh, that's equally as shitty of a thing as ah. what Andrew did. But it's true. He I'm, a good, a, 
he is a, a better host. he is a better host than me. Like I just I don't I don't feel like I don't know what it is. And so uh, he he bit the bullet and he went up first. And uh, it, Travis hasn't performed since like July. That was the first time he had done a show since like July. And um, it was really interesting to watch because uh, you know obviously I enjoy Travis. I mean we we right. definitely and uh, so I'm, I'm watching and it was kind of it was it was very cool to watch i could see him like getting back in rhythm through the set and i could see like mm-hmm. things clicking and i saw i was like travis doesn't lack confidence but i saw him right. like gaining more confidence <laughs> as he went and it was really cool and then so then andrew shows up right and like i said me and andrew we're we're buddies and so andrew's kind of talking to me but he's kind of being loud and travis from the stage <laughs> you know there's only eight people in the audience it's <laughs> a so travis from the stage because andrew could you shut the fuck up all right you show, he's like you show up late just so you could go last i know what the fuck you did and then he just goes yeah. right back into his God damn. Nah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and uh, dude, yeah. But man, I yeah, I, I went up. My set was uh, I started off just like, bro, doing this podcast every week. <coughs> I think really did make me like a stronger comic. Like it's like yeah. as far as in the way of uh, like you know my style. I was always real like meticulous with like I'm gonna do this, yeah. this, 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 and I would kind of stick to like this is the act. This is what I'm doing, and I'd hit those beats. Better than anybody fucking could, <laughs> and I would anybody do that. walking, and yeah, and I would do that, and uh, but I, I want to be looser. I want to be, I want to be able to kind of say stuff that's happened in the week, or kind of be free to not be scared be like, to be like, hey, where do you work? Good job, fuck you, right? <laughs> exactly. Hey, you I want to make fun of somebody for a tight shirt. I want to look at that motherfucking tight shirt. Look at that. Look at that tight ass shirt he got on. Oh, over fat there. booty ass with oh. a tight shirt. <laughs> Oh, Mister! Look at my muscles over there with your tight shirt, old tight shirt ass, dude. And so I want to, you know, I want to be able to do some of that. Uh, but no, it was nice because I walked out and I basically kind of like retold some of the stories that we've told on the podcast. Like I talked about uh, my work, uh, you know, surprising me with that sign after I called them all awesome. motherfuckers yeah. and stuff, and like uh, <laughs> and uh, just like that kind of back and forth. I just talked about how weird it is being on social media or, or uh, uh, doing uh, dating apps and stuff right now and uh how that's made me uh even more shallow than i used to be because now if you know you really you got to be a different level of hot for me to, to be like i i you know i i are you hot enough for me to have a breathing problem for the rest of my life you know what i'm saying like i got like that's that's it so i kind of talked about those type things i talked about how you know people how i immediately adapted to delivery like absolutely no contact delivery please oh, i don't yeah. ever i'll All never day. look a delivery driver in the eye ever a fucking again you leave that shit at my door you get the fuck out of here you text me a photo that's what you do okay no interactions ever again with delivery i'll tip you well i don't want to yeah. fucking see you i don't want to see you ever again i had no idea that i had that power just to put in the notes leave the shit at my door don't talk to me i didn't realize i was don't talk you could to do. me <laughs> yeah and so, I treat every driver like I'm an Ellen and they work on my show. Every right. one of them. <laughs> every one of them. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, man, it was just cool. And then it was just great. You know, me and Travis, like, we, we carpooled. So then we had to have, like, the, the comedy talk. That. Right, uh, man? Like, the comedy talk on the way home. Like, I was so just... We were so just like giddy and excited, and like yeah, yeah, bro, and like we got, you know, we got paid, we got paid cash that night, and we immediately like uh, we're driving back, and we were like, uh, oh, I gotta, you know, he's wanting to stop and get beer. I'm like, I need to go get weed, uh, yeah. and, uh, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna stop, you know, in my head, I'm like, I need to stop by an ATM. I was like, oh no, I got cash tonight. Somebody gave me money tonight, and I like, uh, there's this. 
So back up with the the cash tonight thing. There's this uh when I worked at this grocery store as like a teenager, there was like one of the managers there like gave me this like little bit of life advice that I've literally I've thought about forever. And was it Carter's? Was it Carter's? Par- it was Parker's in Port Vincent. Ah, it was the other one. You know, I'm deeper. I'm deeper uh, in the woods. Uh, Everybody than- from where we're from worked at one of those two grocery stores at least It's your first job. It's either there or Raising <laughs> Canes. That's your first job. And so uh, uh, he told me one time uh, that he had this whole theory about slow money is better than fast money. So like... If I know I'm only getting paid every two weeks, I have to pace myself. I won't spend as crazy, whatever. Fast money, you spend immediately because it's coming. It's immediately coming, right. whatever. And I've told Travis this theory. I'm like, oh, it's it's a real thing because we've both had to experience that now since the lockdown of just working regular jobs and just getting a paycheck and not just getting paid four or five nights a week <laughs> and just kind of, who gives a fuck? Like I got, I didn't <laughs> even, you know, I didn't have this an hour ago. Now I got it. Fucking, I'm going to make it again tomorrow. So just keep going. And so, uh, yeah, we were immediately like, fast money baby we didn't learn shit let's go spend it so we went and immediately spent all the money on drugs and alcohol last night it's already gone i didn't i didn't take it up that's why i'm not good at stocks i didn't i couldn't even invest in gamestop or no the money's gone baby i need weed and so uh <laughs> yeah so we did that and like you know just it was just that great like high rush because the for eight people like they were really good like they were into it they like they were on top of stuff. Like I got an applause break. Well, you're gonna, like, you're gonna pay that much money. You better be into right, it. Right? Yeah. Know? Exactly. And uh, I also made fun of them. So this this happened. So they've been doing these private shows for probably three weeks now, three weekends or something like that. And uh, they actually just lifted some more restrictions. And so next week we can actually start doing regular stand up again with 25 percent capacity. So this oh, club wow. is opening back up next week. And so. Y'all are had, fresh on everybody's mind. I, but I had to point it out to the crowd. I literally did it from the stage. I was like, so uh, next week, right? We're back up in the 25% capacity, huh? How you guys How you guys feel about that? And they didn't quite understand where I was going with it at first. And they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yeah, opening stuff back up. So how do you feel about that you spent $1,000 a ticket when you could get this for $5 in a week? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> <laughs> you dumb fucks you dumb fucks i even did the whole like i don't know if i should say this thing like they might get the business might get mad at me type but they laughed at it they thought it was hilarious because they don't give a fuck they burn their money these are rich people i was performing for uh and so yeah man i'm i'm back at it i i even they're they're doing an open mic on i'm doing two more shows tomorrow i'm doing uh man i'm doing awesome i'm doing a 1 p.m show and a 3 p.m show (laughs) for you know six to eight people a show Fuck and it, man. uh man it's great like i kind of was like this is how i want to do comedy from now on i just right. want <laughs> you just bring me eight people that spend a million dollars on each ticket and i'll i'll just do that i'll just do 30 minutes give me two <sighs> other solid feature headliner guys and we'll all just crank out good shows like it was so perfect because i like i'm about to go back on the road i'm going to uh let me let me get some dates in here right quick, sir. Motherfuck, uh, man. Let me get it going. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, February 10th through 14th, I'm going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the uh, Looney Bin Comedy Club. Uh, the next weekend, I'm going to be uh, February 18th through the 20th in Wichita, Kansas uh, at the Looney Bin Comedy Club there. So, please come check that out if you're in the area. Uh, but, yeah, it was really good because I got to get these shows in before going do that. Right. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going in with all kind of confidence, dude. Like I just felt, I felt really good. It felt 
it felt really awesome for it to like click like right for like a minute or two in suddenly it was like oh yeah man i've done this literally thousands of times at this point like my body just went yeah. right back into muscle memory and uh dude i was all fired up bro i was up uh, travis I told me it. travis told me he was up to like six in the morning last night just yeah. wired like yeah I miss it so much, man. I had a chance to do the Stone Drunk Sober show in Lafayette. And I'm just, I know if I go, even mask, I'm going to be tongue kissing every comic I see there <laughs> that I haven't seen in forever. Yeah. I'm going to be sneezing on people on purpose. I'm just, I want to do it so bad, but I'm fucking, it's been over a year now too. So I'm also, I, that's also kind of an excuse to not do it. Well, it's been a year. So, uh, so I kind of like coronavirus. Definitely, I don't want to get corona, but also it's been a year. But yeah. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't also think, think this situation rough. is also. It's just different with you, man, because you have a family to go home to. You know what I'm saying? Like I, uh, I'm I'm just coming home to Travis. Like this is me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's me and him. So like I, uh, you know, we rode there together. The whole thing. So like it was kind of it's still low risk, and I, we're, right. we have no interaction with the crowd when we do it. Like once it's over. We go back into the green room and just you know leave out. I'm not. So, I'm not judging. By, I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying. I just. I wish. I. I wish I could do it. I miss it so yeah. much. But I'm so. No, what? Because I of the military and like the burn, like all of my. I just know that I'd be the person that got it, and like, I would just turn to dust and and fall. I'd fall into my own asshole and disappear. That's what happens, forever. man. That's what it's I've a heard. new strain. The new strain, the new mutant strain, will make your asshole dissolve. <laughs> a lot of asshole talk on this episode. We've been speaking of asshole. I'm about to tell you, my asshole dropped out of my body this week. Uh, huh? WWE announced that the WWE Network is being moved from their network and being added to Peacock. Yeah, you were upset. You were fired up about it. For no, you messaged again. our group at like four in the morning. Like you were, <laughs> you were lit up. <laughs> but I was so goddamn mad when I read that, and for no reason. Uh, turns out the WWE Network only has a million subscribers or so, something like that. But my concern was, I like to go watch random shit from like a Georgia show in 1988 on a Saturday that WCW did. You know, like yeah. I want to see, and I was like, they're not gonna put that shit onto the other. On the peacock. Like that's a bigger one, and then I'll have to sign in to this one, and I have to get another fucking. And I was so goddamn mad, and then I just went and signed up for it, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's just there. It's just, just the network there. moved over there. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> and now son- <laughs> it's on the platform with the office. Now it's on like. <laughs> that's go, the other thing. You could go from 1988 Georgia South Wrestling immediately into an episode of The Office. Yeah. And I do it regularly. Uh, I bought The Office and Parks and Rec right before they were taken off of Netflix. I bought them on iTunes. And then the streaming thing I bought doesn't have Apple TV. <laughs> oh, dude. So, like, ah, so it was totally worth it. But Henry has started watching, my two-year-old, uh, has started watching wrestling with me. And he loves the old, like, 80s shit that I watch. I, You know, there's more costumey stuff, but... Dude, he mimics it on, and his new mimic is Sting. He's obsessed with Sting, and uh, that's my I get son, it. Sting. <laughs> and oh yeah, dude, I totally get, it. especially the blonde hair. So he, now <laughs> he'll beat on his chest, and he go, he puts his hands to his mouth and goes, "Oh!" Amazing. And he will do it 
if you do it from anywhere in the house and he hears it, he'll throw his hands up and do it back. And he runs across the couch and he pushes the cushions off. And now <laughs> he does this every time before he jumps off, he goes and then jump, like slaps his elbow and then elbow drops somebody. He tries to do the dusty elbow. Yeah. He'll, he'll, the body, he'll spin his fist around and then he just falls over. Uh, <laughs> he runs up to Michelle and he just starts like going like he's puncher. And then I think he's doing a drop kick cause he backs up. And like picks his feet up and then just falls over, but he's so into it, and ah, uh, it's the best shit in the world to have that. Like he's in. Like every time I turn on wrestling that literally nobody else wants to watch, he comes jumps on my lap and couldn't be more excited about it. Hey, that's great. Pretty great. Zoe, uh, Zoe started a toy collection. Oh yeah, well, what she uh, what she start with? All right, so we bought her. She's really into My Little Ponies right now. And so we got her some My Little Pony toys, and her first thing was she was going to add them to her collection upstairs, which just means she wants to put them on the table in the bedroom upstairs so Henry can't play with them. That's all that her collection started out being. But now she's started coming in here and just taking shit out of, out of the room <laughs> over here. Got a new collection. Uh, she Right now in her room, she has like multiple stings because he has... Uh, Pretty makeup on is what she says. And I don't it like the way pretty. she phrases it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so she, and she's got like every Wonder Woman toy I've ever had. She's got those in there. And she, she's like, who's this? And I'm like, oh, that's a Stone Cold Steve Austin. She's like, Stone Cold Steve Austin's my favorite. I want to put it in my collection. <laughs> I was like, all right. And then she's added seashells to it and like old <laughs> crappy stuff. And I've realized that she doesn't have a, she's just a hoarder. Like at five yeah. years old, she's just a hoarder already. She's got toilet paper rolls in there, six dead cats under these. <laughs> old <laughs> newspapers from years before she was even born. I don't, like, don't throw this away. This is important. But she'll I come ask me. <laughs> she'll come ask me who somebody is. And I'm like, oh, that's. The UK exclusive Rick Steiner. She's like, the UK exclusive Rick Steiner is my favorite. <laughs> it always has been. And then she's like, I need to put this in my collection. I'm like, all right, you can go put it. And then she was telling me, she was showing me her collection right before she went to bed a minute ago. And uh, Michelle was up here. And Michelle said, what are you talking about? And so he goes, mama, you don't have a collection. Dad and me are talking about our collections. <laughs> This look, this is collector's so talk, <laughs> and it would just take a lot for us to explain it to you. Really, we'd so, have to dumb it down, and you know, she's got dude. She's hit this level, um, where I know people don't give a shit about hearing about. No anyway. man, it's cute. they care about us. This is a show where we she, talk about our lives. They care about our lives. She has hit this level where she says stuff really sarcastically, almost accidentally. The other day, all right, she was uh, writing on the fence in chalk. Our house is covered in drawings because I don't give it. We're going to have to paint anyway. So if they draw it on, if they draw it, if they draw it on the walls, if they draw it, <laughs> if they drew on the walls with like a pencil or whatever, who cares? I take pictures of it because I'm going to get tattoos of their drawings. But so Zoe's out drawing on the fence in the backyard with chalk. And then she yells at me to come out there. And I run out because she's screaming. And she says, Daddy, you're late for math class. And I was like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to be in math class. All right. So I run over there and I'm just standing there. And I mean, she's like talking like she's actually teaching me and I'm bored out of my mind. So I, I looked <laughs> around to see what Henry was doing or something. And dude, she looked at me. And she goes, seriously, am I up here for my health? 
<laughs> I was like, oh shit. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Whoa. Yo, yo, you have my attention. I'm sorry. It was so it, she sounded so sarcastic and shitty about it. Um, I can I ask the the ducket heads out there a favor before uh, we get oh. out of here this week? Do what you want, she uh, Zoe's birthday is coming up. She's gonna be five. Yeah. Um it would be really great if you listen to this, if you would just make a short video and wish Zoe or Zojo a happy birthday. Don't do anything weird. Please don't but do she anything likes, weird. She likes seeing videos and uh I'm gonna watch them all. So if you do any weird shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to your house and uh do weird shit on you. Yeah, I'm gonna untuck my shirt. Don't <laughs> fuck you up. Uh when I when I get out of the car and you see that purple issue and it's unbuttoned down and untucked, fuck. Ooh, you know what's better coming. run. You better run, but it's too late. But uh, <laughs> what's the email for the show? Uh, buckets of ducats at gmail.com. Oh no, buckets of ducats. Buckets of ducats pod at gmail.com. Buckets of ducats pod at gmail.com. Just send a little short happy birthday video to her. Uh, it would mean a lot to me and her. Uh, but don't don't be weird about it. Please don't be weird. <laughs> All right, bro. You ready to get out of here, man? Let's get out of here this week, America. Truth has here. been revealed. Your eyes have been awoken to the realness that's happening in this world now. You need to take this truth forth, patriots, and preach it out into the streets. You need to awake the sleeping masses. Let them know the deep state's time is over and the truth is out there. Get it out there. Spread the word. Buckets and nuggets. Like and subscribe. Tell all your friends in the megaphones at parks and such the truth will set you free lies get you fucked <laughs> buggesanduggets.com thank you guys <laughs> <laughs> well said sir <laughs>